You've got ideas, you've got ambition, you've got no time, or so you think. I'm Marissa Lonick, and I help busy moms with big dreams and no time. Join me each week as I dive into time management strategies, goal setting and achieving framework, and inspiring guests who are juggling mom life, work life, fill in the blank life. Dreams don't work unless you do, and just because you're a mom doesn't mean you can't still make it happen, whatever it means to you. Welcome to the Mama Work It podcast. Hello, hello, mamas. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Mama Work It podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Lonick, time management and productivity coach and working mama of four kiddos. I am so excited you're here. I'm so excited to dive into today's topic, which is that of solo time when you're a mom. Is this something you crave? Is it something that scares you? Is it something that you're missing in the current season of motherhood that you're in? And most of all, how do you make this happen if it is indeed something that feels like you need more of, especially when it feels impossible to come by? Now, Before we dive into this concept a little bit further, I want to be clear on what I mean here because sometimes, as much as we're surrounded by people in motherhood, we can feel alone and even more importantly, lonely during that time. And solo time is not meant to equate to lonely time, in my opinion. Like there is a big difference. If you're a mom who is feeling alone or lonely in the current season you're in, and trust me, I have felt this way in past seasons, solo time, it may still be something you need, but it may not be the most important thing that you need right now. Connection may be trumping that, and it's important to understand that depending on where you're at. So if today's episode doesn't hit home, on what you're needing in this moment, that's okay. It may not be what you need right now, but maybe you've craved this before or you'll crave it in the future and you may still learn something here. So I always encourage you to listen and take what you need and leave what you don't. So first off, let me dive into some examples of how these seasons and solo time needs have evolved over time, at least for me. When I was a traditional work-outside-the-home mom, I sometimes felt lonely despite my constantly being surrounded by others. Like, let me explain. My mornings were usually a combination of getting myself ready for the day while managing other aspects of the house and kids and putting out fires in between. I was alone doing this most of the time because of my husband's work schedule and our childcare schedule. And once I got out of the house, it was a lengthy commute, typically alone. Sometimes I could catch up with a friend here or there, but usually this time was spent riding solo, even if I was booty to booty and standing room only in a crowded commuter train. Follow this with a day in the office surrounded by colleagues, managers, team members, and sometimes clients or partners. 
If you're fortunate enough to have a work bestie, this can make work feel a lot less lonely. But if you don't have this type of relationship at work, at the office, it can sometimes feel like you aren't tapping into true connection because of professional relationships or hierarchy and roles or simply just needing to like work, 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 work all day. So next, repeat the alone commute home, get home, do all the evening routine things, which do not include connection with your partner if you have one because you're simply focused on dinner and homework and bath time and bedtime. And finally, be totally beat and fall asleep at some point. Even though you may have spent a good part of the day solo, the solo time may not have been spent doing beneficial solo activities. Therefore, your solo time was totally gypped, in my opinion. And you're not even that interested in more of it because your thought process is like, been there, done that. Now, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, I genuinely believe solo time is important. You may need more of it or less of it, depending on your inner makeup, but some of it is absolutely needed, in my opinion, at least here and there. Why do you need solo time? Well, the reasons vary for different people, but here are some that stand out for me and for a lot of moms that I work with. First reason, you need a recharge. If you're an introvert or have some characteristics of being an introvert, you will likely fuel back up during your alone time. Energy is constantly flowing in and out of us. And when we don't refill the energetic tank, just like a car, our battery dies or gets super weak and we simply cannot perform to our best standards. So we get impatient, we snap more easily at the kids, we feel resentful and act passive-aggressive toward our partners, creative ideas don't flow as easily, regular everyday tasks feel harder than they should, and solo time can help you recharge your battery and get you back to a place of optimal performance and even more importantly, feeling your very best. Another reason. You're overstimulated. Remember when you had your baby and grandma or your aunt or even like your next door neighbor would come over to play with them and they did one too many peekaboos and all of a sudden your happy little baby started sobbing and like freaking the fuck out. Your baby got overstimulated and just needed some chill time. Guess what? This is totally prevalent in your mom life too. I feel overstimulated at one point or another on almost a daily basis in my home. With four kids, this may be more often than it happens to you in your house, but I'll guess you felt this before or feel this regularly. When you're overstimulated, solo time seems like the most logical way to bring that stimulation barometer down a notch or 10. Another reason here, you're anxious. Now, this may be arguable, especially if you have trouble shutting off the thoughts, right? Something that when you're feeling anxious is indeed very hard to do. However, if you have the right coping mechanisms in place, solo time can help you implement those mechanisms and address the issues head on so you can overcome them and not simply distract yourself with other things to avoid thinking about them. 
even if you're someone who likes to keep busy and feel like that helps with your anxiety, it's probably not fully addressing the issue. Because the next time something goes down in your anxious mind, you'll need another distraction and another and another. And that doesn't actually help you get to the root cause where you may be able to get a better handle on your controlling how you feel. So solo time might be the perfect opportunity for you to cope with the anxiety instead of just distracting yourself with it. Now, I want to mention the fact that solo time, it can often be uncomfortable for people and consequently not something they lean into or even think could be beneficial for them because it feels weird or scary or sad or not welcoming. So I was recently at a get-together with lots of other moms, not solo time. One mom was saying how she had been challenged by someone in her life to go out to eat solo at a restaurant. Now, this might be something you often do yourself and you think, what's the big deal? But for this particular mom, it was terrifying to her. Like she was legit stressing over this situation, over her upcoming weekend to complete this task because she was really uncomfortable with it. Now, doing things that makes you feel uncomfortable, is it's not always a bad thing, right? It's often called growth. But if going out to eat alone doesn't even interest you, like what if it's not so much scary but just plain uninviting? And the more I chatted with this mom, the more I thought she's not scared She's genuinely uninterested in this. Like there are a million other ways she'd probably prefer to spend her solo time. And so it got me thinking of this concept a bit more. And I wanted to share with you a bunch of ways you may want to dip your toe in the solo time world without having to dive into an ice cold pool. And not just because you're afraid of getting hypothermia, but also because maybe you're just like someone who doesn't want to dive into an ice cold pool. And that's okay. So how can you start incorporating solo time into your life? Well, here are some suggestions on how to make solo time a more frequent, comfortable, and beneficial part of your regular life. Number one, meditation. Or breath work. These practices, girlfriend, can take you as little as just a minute or two per day and can make a huge impact on your life. When there is real intentionality in focusing on your breath or your subconscious, it is possible to get super grounded and reap some amazing benefits in connecting with yourself on an incredibly deep level. So, full disclosure, I have not always been someone who does this regularly, but I am definitely becoming that person. In fact, one of my 2023 goals is to meditate daily. And if you know me, you know this is not something I've always done or even subscribed to in past seasons. So if you're someone who finds it hard to focus or make your mind quiet, I've got a great option for you. It's a membership to tons of breathwork videos called The Breath Channel, and I'm going to link it in today's show notes so that you have access to that if you want to check it out. Okay, my next idea here, number two, is journaling. 
journaling. Now, I love to write. So journaling is one of the things that comes fairly easily for me. But some people might feel an intimidation. Freeform writing, this can be a really awesome way to spend your solo time because it's always, it's it's kind of helpful in the way you work through things that you may not have even thought if you didn't give yourself this space to do it. And if this is something that freaks you out and you're like, I wouldn't even know what to write if it feels really foreign to you, yet you still want to give this a try, why not check out a guided journal, which will basically give you prompts for what to focus your writing on. Now, there are tons of great options out there. So many. I've tried a lot of them. And I would be remiss not to mention the Word to Your Mother, a mama's guide to journal today and slay tomorrow tool that I developed in 2020 from a sheer need for this myself. This is a journal planner. It allows you to reflect on the current day, plan for the next in a quick 10 to 15 minute practice each night. So again, we'll link that in the show notes. Check it out if it's something you're interested in. Number three, exercise. You might be someone who loves a good workout class at the gym, but if you're not, or like me, that's just not how you tend to work out these days because of life and priorities and schedules and, you know, insert whatever reason, then maybe exercise is a great way for you to include some solo time into a regular practice. So you could do this in so many ways. You could follow a YouTube workout. You could take a walk or a run around your neighborhood. You could do a Peloton ride or a walk on your treadmill. Exercising solo can be a great way to give yourself the solo space you need. You know, it's good for your body, but it's also really, really good for your mental health too. Number four, eating solo. Okay, have you ever gotten your favorite takeout or warmed up some amazing leftovers and had the pleasure of eating them in a quiet space without having to worry about someone else needing something during those 10 to 15 minutes of bliss? If you haven't, you should try it. And if your home isn't the place where you can make this happen ever, then maybe you do need to take yourself on a solo lunch date or through a drive through solo or sit in a park solo and enjoy that yummy meal. Maybe eating solo is something that doesn't feel so uninviting like that example I shared before and is something that is actually a great idea for you to spend your solo time. Okay, shopping solo, number five. This might be one of the most therapeutic things I do solo, but I recognize it's not for everyone. And during the current season of motherhood that I'm in, especially, it can feel hard and like not so justifiable to give myself hours to just peruse the mall. But man, oh man, do I love a solo shopping trip. You can call it a fleeting feeling, and maybe it is, but I equate it to allowing yourself some time to dream with tangible items to help. For example, you find a fabulous beach cover-up and you try it on and now you're dreaming of wearing it on a tropical vacation with your significant other. Please and thank you. Yes. Solo shopping trip. Check, check. 
Okay, number six, being in nature. Now, I'm not the most naturey person out there, but I can really appreciate going on a beautiful hike alongside the mountains or taking a walk on the beach, breathing in the fresh air. These may not be your reality where you live, but you can probably find some type of outdoor area to enjoy solo time and appreciate the beauty around you, even if it's like man-made beauty of a lake in a park. Being outdoors, being outside, and doing that by yourself if you can is a really incredible way to be mindful, to connect with yourself, to spend your solo time. Number seven, go to the movies. Okay, I have a confession to make here. I'm 38 years old and I've never been to the movies alone and I don't really understand why. Like why is going to the movies typically an activity people do together? I mean, there's no talking there. Most people aren't cuddling in the movie theater unless they're 16 and on a date. And the seats are so big and comfy, you almost forget you came with someone as you're just like completely captivated by the big screen. Why are more people not going to the movies solo? I am totally up for this one for sure. Number eight, driving. Driving. Underestimated solo time, okay? If you're a mom not living in the heart of a major city with ample public transportation, chances are you find yourself driving daily. Driving solo might not be something you find yourself doing, but it might be, right? So if this is part of your regular routine, take advantage of the solo time, mama. Listen to a podcast. Listen to an audiobook. Have a solo karaoke party or just enjoy the silence and let yourself just be. Driving solo might be one of the most underestimated solo times that we get, unappreciated, right? And we need to turn that around and glass half full the driving solo. Okay. Number nine, spa day. Spa day. Okay. If you have the budget to do this for yourself, do not walk. Run to the spa, in my opinion. There is something so healing about being in a spa space, if you ask me. Like the ambiance, the smells, the music, all of it. In fact, even though in the US, spas are typically seen as these like luxurious retreats reserved for special days and deep pockets, in other countries, in other countries like Thailand, Thailand's where I spent my honeymoon, so I know firsthand about this, spas are more like healing centers massages and saunas. They're necessary medical treatments. They're not these infrequent indulgences we allow ourselves to participate in. Now, I can't change your budget. I can't change what massages and spa days cost, and they may not align for you. But if you can find a way to make a regular trip like this happen, even if it's something that's not that frequent or that can't happen all that often, do it. Do it, mama. Okay, number 10, reading. You might be like, duh, obviously reading is a solo activity, but are you actually doing it? Like, are you actually reading something other than your Instagram feed these days? It's okay. I mean, I get it. I'm calling you out though. 
If you're not reading, you need to pick up a book or download an ebook or find an audiobook and start reading. Reading for even like 10 minutes a day is a great way to be consistent about some solo time and to have that space to either learn something new, appreciate someone's work, you know, be in a space where you can kind of like get out of the day-to-day grind and escape even for 10 minutes reading. Okay, number 11, a pretty extreme one. And I saved the best for last here, guys. Taking a trip. Okay, we're hitting an extreme here, I know. But I'm sharing this big one with you because I recently did take a solo trip. And let me tell you, it was an interesting and magical and intense way to take a bunch of the things I mentioned above and condense them into a few days and fill up the solo tank beyond capacity. Because I know a solo trip might scare some people and because it's such an unconventional thing to do, especially when you've got little kids at home or you're not doing it for like a work trip or anything like a real, you know, quote, good reason. I'm going to share a few tips if you are thinking of taking a solo trip that can make yours as effective as possible. Okay, so how to solo trip effectively. Do not plan to be alone the entire time. All right, human beings need connection. So if you are thinking of being solo, like legit solo, for an entire two or three days, I think personally this is a lot to expect of yourself and likely not the healthiest option because especially if you're coming from a loud and active household like mine. So how can you not be alone the whole time when you're on a solo trip? Well, if you know friends or family in the area, like plan to see them during your trip. Maybe take walks outside or go to the hotel gym at a time when other people are present. Eat out, go to Starbucks, like just be in the company of other people. What else? Plan activities ahead of time. So even if you're looking for a non-routine on your trip, I still recommend planning some activities in advance. Why? Because your life, even though it's probably one big schedule and as nice as it is to not have one when you're on a trip, not have a set routine, it's also way outside your comfort zone. And it might make you feel really anxious or stressed, which I know you don't want to feel on this trip. So even if it's a super light schedule, plan a few things in advance that will make you feel like you have some direction during your time away. What else? I want you to pick an appropriate length of time for the trip. So if the thought of a solo trip freaks you out, maybe this is just a day trip, not even an overnight. If you're already packing your bags as you listen to this episode, maybe a few days is more what you need. I wouldn't recommend anything longer for your first trip because as necessary as you may feel this solo time is, you're still a mom and you will likely be a little bit nervous being away from your babies. So I'd stick to a few days as an initial commitment. Just my thought there. But do you, girlfriend. All right. The last tip I have for your solo trip is don't go completely off the rails with your healthy routines. And I think this one is so important because we all know when we're on vacation, we tend to be laid back about what we eat and drink and do sometimes. 
But here's the thing. I look at a solo trip as a place to heal and become the best version of myself, like put back together some pieces that feel a little bit broken or mismatched. So with that said, I would not recommend filling your body with foods and drinks that aren't good for you and will make that process much, much harder to happen, even with all the solo time you have. Now, I don't mean you need to treat the trip like a weight loss camp or anything like that, like unless you want to, but sticking to some balance is good. Like enjoy eating takeout in your hotel room while you watch a marathon of The Real Housewives. Good for you. Do it. And then also enjoy starting your day with a green smoothie as you walk around and explore the area. Like treat yourself and treat yourself with healthy nourishment and activities. All right. So that is that. I'm stepping down off my soapbox of solo time and the importance and value and ways to make it happen in your busy AF mom life. I know there is something from this episode you can take away with you and implement into your life if you're feeling like you just don't have any time for yourself and if solo time is something that may be needed for you right now. I think it's needed for just about everyone at any time, but that's me. So as always, if you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love, love, love to hear your feedback and a review on whatever platform you're listening from, or drop me a note via email or on social media. Like, let me know. How'd you like it? You can access all those links on our website, www.mamaworkit.com. I hope you have a great day and you get to enjoy some solo time using one of these creative ways mentioned here on today's episode. Thanks for listening, and I will see you soon. You've been listening to the Mama Work It podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and would love if you could take a quick minute to leave me a review on whichever platform you're listening from, and maybe even send a note to a fellow mama friend recommending it. Reviews and recs help this podcast grow and reach more like-minded, awesome moms. And if you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to click that button so we can stay in touch, girl. By the way, if you haven't checked out the Mama Work It website, please do. There are lots of free resources and great articles there that can help you with the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. So head on over. Thanks again for being part of the tribe. I'll see you soon, but in the meantime, keep on working it, mama.